Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Itmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue! And Colin Cunningham. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we did you guys practice that? that? We really no, we didn't. didn't. We didn't plan it. Um, what else I you don't do? believe you. <laughs> no. We really didn't. So not since um, Curse of the Wolf, I think, have we done a werewolf movie. We, oh, yeah. we did do an American werewolf in Paris, but I think that was before that. Yeah, I think I like this one better. Um, so this week we're talking about Lycan Colony, um, a movie from what year? Uh, it's 2006. 2006. Really? So kind of I mean, the effects in it are cutting edge, and I would not <laughs> yeah. know it unless you guys told me. You would really never know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's amazing. And this kind of blew me away that it was actually on Amazon Prime. I've been looking to get a copy of this movie ever since I saw it, and uh, it's impossible to find. And someone just, I just saw some random tweet somebody talking about it and like Amazon Prime kind of set me up for you know I'm usually disappointed because Canadian Amazon Prime has very Nothing. different movies than the American yeah one. it doesn't have what the American has um, but lo and behold there was there so we had to do it yeah and uh, so the director made this movie not available so it was sent to Red Letter Media by somebody and um, yeah. Colin saw it there and um, we watched it twice it was sort of between filmings we kind of watch movies that people have sent just to kind of vet them you know see if they'll be good for like an upcoming episode and uh, we watched this entire thing and we watched it immediately after again with the commentary Wait, wasn't the director uh, selling copies of the film for like 10 pieces of gold or something like that on eBay? Yeah, that was after. <laughs> anyway, so I came back from Milwaukee and I was trying to find this thing. Uh, they, I knew they were going to do an episode on it, but I, I hadn't, you know, I didn't want word to get out because once they mention these movies, everybody starts buying them up. So I wanted to try to find a copy of it. So I found the director on Facebook. Mm. Uh, he's actually a writer. He writes like Lycan Colony self-published books. Uh, so no, he does? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if the movie was based on the book or vice versa. It, it all versa. comes from his brain. Yeah. Rob so, Roy, by the way, is his name. Yeah, so the, there's an R.G. <laughs> Roy page on Facebook. So I signed up for it, and then I, I messaged him directly on Facebook. I said, look, do you have any copies of uh, Lycan Colony? Uh, and he's like, no, don't have any copies left, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I'd really like to buy one. But then wasn't he like, but check out my book. Yeah, he swore there were no <laughs> copies left. And then as soon as the Red Letter Media uh, episode came out, of course, everybody wants a copy. So all of a sudden, he contacted me on Facebook. Hey, I found a box of DVDs. And he was <laughs> selling them on eBay for $60 US. $60? And, uh, and yeah. People bought them because yeah. they wanted to see the movie. I would not buy one. I'm like, I'm not going to pay that much this is a big scam and that was like a couple years ago wasn't it i think like a year ago (laughs) but colin loves his novels and he bought all of them (laughs) it sounds like they're honestly like twilight ripoffs i mean Uh, maybe they're a fantasy they said they sounded like a ya you know novel not that there's anything wrong with that you know i i read ya stuff but um I guess that's what his he's doing now. Yeah, so he writes <laughs> these novels, and because of the success of the Red Litter Media episode on Lycan Colony, uh, he started posting in the R.G. Roy group again on Facebook saying that he wants to get back into filmmaking, and he's actually directing a new movie. Great. It's not Lycan-related. I forget what it's called. It's I like, think uh, it's like uh, something Disciplines. I was looking at disciples, it Like yeah, Dangerous Disciples, disciples or something? Mm, that I, I don't sounds know what right. It, battle between angel and heaven, it sounded like. 
Right, right. Hmm. So he's posted stills of it. It doesn't look anything like this movie. So we'll see once that comes out. Well, like a colony is one of those like magic in a bottle (laughs) things that like you worry when a filmmaker gets this kind of cult appeal. and He's like, I'm going to make another movie. You're like, "Uh oh, Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) Don't make. uh, What was the Neighbors was his sitcom that came out? Yeah, where they kind of misunderstand what made the original so captivating Mm -hmm. and, and popular. And then they try to recreate it and they just fail miserably. But you can't you can't try and make a bad yeah, movie you, you on can't. the level of the room. You have to be wanting to make an amazing movie and you just fail horribly and that's what makes it so good. Now, watching something like Lycan Colony, uh, I wonder what did the director think he was do- going to do with the movie? Was he just going to show it to friends and family? Was he the, under the assumption that he's like, no, this is good. Someone will pick this up and want to sell it. I have no idea. I mean, it feels like the friends and family option. Mm-hmm. Um, but because, like, watching this, like, it really reminds me of stuff like I made in high school. Like, it <laughs> it looks and sounds like like a high school level person made this. Although, sure. um, I do think he he was ambitious. Like, we got werewolves, we got witches, we got magic. Um, I was going like to say that he is very ambitious, and he stuffs a lot into this movie. Oh yeah, big time. And he's like, uh, from a technical standpoint, is like almost everything technically about this movie is a complete disaster. <laughs> like, Ooh, everything from the sound, photography, <laughs> the photography, the audio. It sounds like everything was recorded from like camera mic. Mm-hmm. And we told you we watched it for the first time last night with subtitles. Yeah, because we couldn't understand or hear any of the dialogue. It's those and- thick accents that you can't make out. <laughs> I read a review online that someone's like, "These are fake New England accents." I'm not so I sure. I don't think so. <laughs> They're all master actors. This is a like Matt Farley style, you know, put yeah, on. That's the thing. Matt Farley and the Motern Media movies, they're from New England and yeah. they don't sound like this. Certain, certain some, people Some people do. obviously have a heavier accent than others. I guess yeah. this is somewhere, this was shot somewhere where everybody has a thicker accent. Well, I don't know if it's everybody or just that one guy. No, everyone has it to Dr. varying Dan. degrees. Um, but... We have the opening scene, first of all, and sort of introduces us to a lot of cinematic techniques that we're going to be seeing <laughs> a lot in this movie. First yeah. of all, uh, it's shot day for night. Oh god! <laughs> hey, this is one of the better. This is one of the better day for night. Scenes As someone who shot uh, a whole movie at nighttime, shoot day for night. <laughs> Just do it. Put a blue tint on it. it It'll make your so life bad. that much easier. Oh, it looks. It's. It's. It hurts to your eyes to look at it. Kind yeah, of. and this is. This is the better scene of it there is a horrible scene later on in the movie that's almost unwatchable. i mean by the end it becomes just expressionistic and it's like <laughs> is it day is it night is it our reality as we know it who knows it's also like day for night like on a green screen <laughs> yeah. so it's like at that point you're like why don't you shoot it at night then like just go get some so plays many, yeah there's a lot of questions well, why not put a real night background in it and light, exactly. light your actors properly but yeah. I mean who, who's to say it's <laughs> not going to look realistic if you do it that way uh, April you need the verisimilitude that you get in Lycan Colony well yeah. much like um, the room like rooftop scenes I think what happened during these outdoor scenes 
I think that they shot some of it and they couldn't get shot shoot the rest so they had to do some in front of green screen so they're spliced together either stuff was missing or it ended up being unusable like that's just the hunch that I get for all these because it's like yeah. why would you use green screen they needed to do like one shot and they couldn't get the actor for that yeah, day or, or they didn't want to like go up back out to the forest the thing about the room though is those like shots what people are feeling is a weird like um what is it uncanny valley because somebody sure. obviously spent like a lot of money on yeah. doing those backdrops in the room and, and it just doesn't terrible. look right yeah exactly now i've Lightning seen Colony much much worse is like <laughs> someone with like windows movie maker for the first time and they're like look at <laughs> yeah. all these effects and it doesn't cost me anything wow <laughs> <laughs> so this whole scene it's like three hunters chasing a, t- a child through the uh the Night, nighttime forest? Day for night woods. Day for night, yeah. And then we're introduced to something, and then they're surrounded. You can hear them off screen, this howling. We're introduced to another thing, which is uh, only one sound effect is used, uh, and it is used over and over again. It doesn't matter what it is. In this case, it's like howling wolves that are surrounding the... the but you'll hear the same howl sound effect over Where's and over. Where's your and pack over. now? <laughs> well, it's hard to find um, more than one sound in um, a sound effects library, which I'm sure they didn't have access to a library. 2006? Wow. Yeah, they probably had like whatever sound effect they could find on. Man, I don't even know because YouTube didn't exist at that point, did it? Just It just started at that point. I had mm. access to sound effects libraries back in the 90s. They were called CD sound effects libraries you could do you think these new england folk could get access to those cds (laughs) you're a big city film person colin you worked on robocop series (laughs) i used to rent uh i used to work at a library and they would actually stock sound effects cds that i would just take home and like you know that's kind of surprising to me um i just didn't know that Libraries had, but maybe only the fancy Toronto yeah, libraries. This was like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this Colin, was back in the like, late 80s. Sound effects were, the streets were paved with them. <laughs> but the funny thing was they had, uh, they had sort of like English speaking ones. And then they had this sort of set of German sound effects. Um, okay. Their trains don't sound the same over in Germany. Oh, uh, okay. But they had one that was just uh, all porno sound effects. <laughs> This was at the public library. This is at the public library. Wait, were you library. looking up like Shiza stuff and you're like, ooh, sound no, no. effects? Well, because it was all written in German. Is. I didn't know what was on these things. So I just Don't go look them. it up, April, please. <laughs> And played them on my uh, my home stereo system, and then it got to those ones just to hear what they were, and yeah, then I would like God. I played this one, and it was just like ah, ah, like groaning sounds in German with, with German accents. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't. What? This sounds like something that like Colin just made up. No, like his parents caught him listening to porno sounds, and he's like, "I was getting sound effects from the library, and I was in the <laughs> German section because I was practicing my German." It is a little bit of a far-fetched story, but hey, I, I believe you. I am, I am not lying. This actually happened. Um, but yeah, so this opening scene sets up the plot, and there is a plot in this movie of um, these three hunters that go missing, mm-hmm. um, well, first we supposedly get fre- for werewolf reasons. First we get predator vision. Of course. We can't Ugh. have a movie like this and not have POV uh, with the uh, bright green, <laughs> like you know. Kind of like heat vision. It's yeah. supposed to imply that you're seeing from the wolf's POV, but the thing is, none of the camera shots are actually from the wolf's POV. Of course not. So it's like they kind of like shot the scene and then decided to add this afterwards, even though it didn't make sense. So you, you like 
they're not chasing the people. They're not doing anything. It's just shots of them looking around. <laughs> How hard just, would like, it have been for someone just to run through a forest yes. and just slap that POV filter on? Wait, I think there's like a weird assumption in this opening scene as well. that like laser is going to be shot out of the werewolf's eyes <laughs> or something like that's happening, right? Because oh, the main hunter is like, oh! it's the CG blood. <laughs> okay. Oh, that yeah, that's yeah. what um again reminds me of a movie I made in high school. I mean, I didn't make it. Um Justin your partner Emily made it. Mm-hmm. Um but she would just draw blood in like paint over the frame. Yeah, so and that's what this looked like. Yeah, the the kid changes into a <laughs> werewolf and then bites the guy's leg and it's like a geyser of particle blood comes out, but it's bright red. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks like oh, a laser boy. against the the dark so night sky before we get into the werewolf material is this director a furry um i think that he maybe knows someone who's a furry because that looks like the costumes that they're wearing right or like furry costumes well the thing is like from what i've seen on you know online um they're usually more cartoony looking yeah the faces are but yeah they're like like big the suits that they're wearing um, uh pottersville they look Mm. more like that right um but the body of the later werewolf is is like plushy and furry and it yeah. has abs the big gray one they fight in the yeah. woods yeah yeah that that's kind of broaching uh does he write territory. erotic werewolf fiction i feel like this could be answered very quickly by writing it i i would probably lean towards yes <laughs> i don't know it's a good question i've never read any of them if anyone wants to read one of rg roy's Possible erotic fiction. <laughs> Get back to us. Yeah, you can go into the Facebook group. You can just download them for your Kindle or, you know. Oh, a thousand Kobo. pages. No, I don't know how long they are. <laughs> That's what happens when you self-publish. They don't have an editor to, to cut that you don't stuff need, down. R.G. Roy does not need an editor. <clears throat> yeah, mm. it just flows completely perfect from his fingertips. Yeah, he just goes into like this trance and then he wakes up and then, you know, a novel has been written. Yeah, he's covered computer. in blood and like feces and there's like a novel <laughs> written in he's that in blood a, and feces he's in a furry costume and he's like oh what did i do what and then happened? he get he looks at a news report and they're like bigfoot has been spotted in town <laughs> also lichen colony new novel out yeah actually this movie has a lot to do with a lot of different movies we've talked about i mean it's, it starts off very similar to phobe this is like the anti-phobe the it's anti-phobe very, it, it, well, i just feel like it doesn't have as much heart as phobe had mm. well um, everybody in the right after the opening we get some credits and then we meet the lovable family that i guess are kind of the protagonists of the movie dr dan we have an issue with this movie where it's like half the movie is is the family and Dr. Dan, and then it switches to the brother and sister, <laughs> the sister, like bounty hunter or hunter characters. Yeah. Um, and they kind of get pushed aside. Uh, there's a lot of characters kind of coming and going in this. In it's this probably because the director was like, uh, these actors who are not paying don't want to show up anymore. So <laughs> yeah. new characters are going to be the main characters from now on. Uh, now you're the main character. So we're introduced to Dr. Dan, and uh, Ugh, he I, You know what? I want to reach through the screen and be like, guys, you got to set your white balance. Oh, oh, <laughs> it yeah. doesn't need to be orange like this. It's like that the whole movie. Yeah, it seems like every scene is like kind of monochrome. And you can tell that they shot with one light because everybody is like blasted with light and have yeah. long shadows. Yeah, and they kind of go into a bar later and everything just turns solid red almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> or maybe they're inspired by Steven Soderbergh in Traffic, just pushing <laughs> those colors as far you're as they go. Right. 
Now yeah. we're in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, which is red, which is evil, just like yeah. Mexico. Ooh, boy. Um, but Dr. Dan's New England accent, holy cow. I think it's like <laughs> his first line, his son is coming down the stairs and trips and falls. And he says, miss you, Mox, too? Yeah, it's a very, very... Been there, done that, son. Hard to understand. There's um, some real Moturn-style dialogue in this, like the Matt yes. Farley film, where they're like, yes, you, we had to leave because your father was a drunk, and when he got that liquor in him and he did a brain operation, a slip <laughs> of the scalpel caused us to move. What a joke. Ha! Huh. Like that. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I think that... People are reading their lines and they're not putting the emphasis on things correctly. They're just reading them without thinking about what they're saying. And yeah. that's, I think that's part of the reason, at least, why they sound There's so weird. There's a couple of actors, especially the wife in this opening scene. It, it, it's like, you know, she's probably never acted before, but it's like, surely you know how this sentence should be said. Yes, mm-hmm. but in her defense, I didn't mean to I, call you Shirley. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been on shoots where I agreed, agreed to play a part in a sketch and I didn't read the script before I got there yeah so you're trying to just trying to remember your lines and it's really actors are really good it's really hard to remember your lines and act at the same time oh, if yeah. you don't have it memorized oh, for so sure. I have a feeling that this is what was going on and partially <laughs> why the acting is also so bad at and the dialogue is very wordy like oh, l- yeah. lengthy paragraphs filled with weird cutaways or just plain jump cuts like a French New Wave film in the middle there, of the scene. <laughs> there are so many jump cuts in this movie. It's just like, I don't know if they just shot a bunch of takes all in one go without cutting mm-hmm. uh, and then they just cut a scene together with just a single shot so they kind of jump around in the, in the timeline. Dr. Dan, it's very clearly established, is that like he murdered someone because he was drunk during an operation? <laughs> that doesn't matter. You never he, really have to think about it yeah, again. Seemingly doesn't really care. He's yeah. just like, we had to leave town and now we're living in Lycan Colony. <laughs> we had to flee town, son. <laughs> Whatever the name of the town is in this. Yeah, so the... the <laughs> The wife kind of implies or just says right out to the son, hey, your dad's an alcoholic. And the son says, I knew. Like, you know, dad would always get wasted. They're like, well, you know, you might be wondering why we had to move to this small town. <laughs> yeah. And the wife is like, you know, we used to live in the hills. Now look at him. Big hotshot doctor. Ha! Yeah, it's, it's quite the dialogue scene. Yeah. And, and then Dr. Dan goes and takes the garbage out. And oh, yeah. he is instantly surprised by a guy who's like, hey, I'm your sponsor. And if you don't show up, I'm going to drop you. I love the sponsor jumping out from the shadows. Yeah. Um, which maybe that wolf. is what sponsors oh. do. <laughs> well, there is well, one. We more, don't know that yet. There is one thing that happens in that garbage scene that you see a lot in this movie is that the music will just stop instantly mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of a shot or a scene. Well, and sometimes it cuts away to a different scene that's happening at the same time but other times yeah it just stops and it's not like the music kind of finishes naturally it's like no the the waveform is just cut in the middle of whatever (laughs) it's probably a mistake listen he didn't know um, exponential fade or how to use it no yeah it's Mm -hmm. just like and then music will start and stop again and then you'll get the odd sort of cut like an insert shot but it's only there for like 10 frames or 12 frames there's a lot of shots of just like the side of someone's head during a conversation (laughs) and then it like jumps back to like a wide shot yeah i mean it's really it's a thing of beauty the um the editing in this movie yeah and now we get to you know speaking of day for night it's funny that the uh trash scene where he goes to take garbage out that's actually nighttime yeah, mm-hmm. there is some night in this movie. And then we cut to uh, the son, Stu. <laughs> he goes to his bedroom to do, you know, what angsty teens do. Play the, Listen play to the new guitar. Metal. 
<laughs> play the guitar. But we first we get like a lengthy scene of him in the bathroom. I don't know what he's doing. He's like uh, moosing. I, I can explain to you off air what uh, boys do in the bathroom call it. <laughs> he's like moosing up his hair and he's listening to this rock music, which is, I got to say, my favorite thing is just the soundtrack. And it's just like nonstop rock tracks that have very, very on the nose dialogue. There's some folk stuff too, but it's like. I think they were all written for the movie. Yeah. I don't know. They're all seemingly by different bands if you look at the credits. But we saw Rob Roy's band. In yeah, the, in Rob the Roy did some music, well. of course. I mean, that's that's <laughs> also a staple of the low-budget bad movie. But it's called the Rob Roy Band, which is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just... And he's having he Rob loves Roy, just... the historical character that was portrayed By in Rob Roy, the classic Liam Neeson picture. Robert Roy McGregor. That's a That's Western? Right. No, it's an old-timey <laughs> Scottish movie. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought Rob Roy was a cowboy. No, <laughs> no you're thinking of Will Rogers. <laughs> I guess. I, I, just, I, I heard Rob Roy and I, my head just my, went to cowboy. I just keep thinking of Liam Neeson in a kilt. Yep, sword fighting. <laughs> Who's the villain in that movie? I don't remember. Oh, it was, uh, God, from King Kong, the 70s King Kong. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Jessica the monkey. <laughs> Dino De Laurentiis. God almighty. <laughs> when people see the Rob Roy die, they are going to cry. <laughs> All right, so back to the movie. The young kid who has so many wolf posters on his wall. I didn't even I didn't notice. notice that either. Yeah, that's he has great wolf set posters design. on his wall. But this scene... I guess it's supposed to be nighttime. This is the worst, by far, day for night in the entire movie. It's, it's almost unwatchable. Pitch you black. Cannot half tell. the scene is have the frame is black. Yeah, everything is either pitch black or bright blue. Yeah, um, and then the neighbor, I guess she is, or some neighborhood girl, yeah, climbs in through the window. A, a '90s staple, you know. Um, As they do. But we should point out that this is like someone that she he does not know. She's yeah. like, welcome, well, not to the, yet. welcome to the lichen colony. <laughs> she's just so casual about it that I initially thought that, oh, they're friends or something Yeah, I like thought that. that too, but I guess not, no, because he doesn't know who she is. Yeah. What would you do if you moved somewhere, April, and, and just a man came in through the window? <laughs> and I he's like, hey, what's up? call the police. I would be so scared. <laughs> Does that happen to anybody in real life? Well, my window was not like adjacent to a tree, so it's not like someone could climb a tree and get into my window. Like, it happens in movies did all you, the time. Did you ever get like a rock thrown at your window? Like a little signal? No. Like, April, let's go out to party. When I was <laughs> partying... I had cell phones, so I could just, they would just text me <laughs> yeah, or call I me. No one would no one. Would I was thinking that. about when I grew up. We just had Yeah, rocks. did you ever do that, Colin? Be like, hey, the Little Rascals is in theaters. Let's go check it out. I can't ever remember. Yeah, the 90s Little Rascals. <laughs> yeah, I the remember like, sneaking one. out of my, my bedroom window from time to time. You did? Window. How'd you get out? Like, it, it wasn't a very high house. It was just, oh. you could easily just drop down into the backyard. <laughs> Thanks, Spider-Man. Everybody gets one. Yeah, and you could, you know, climb up as well. You could kind of reach it and just like, and the parents were sound asleep. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Well, (laughs) that's... uh, We knew it all the time. You were living the dream. (laughs) I remember sometimes we'd climb out a friend's back window when his parents came over or came home. And he wasn't supposed to have any friends over. And he's like, shit, like, get out the window. So we oh, did you have to, up. like, hide in corners as the dad comes in? He's like, I want to talk to you, son. And you have to, like, hide around the room every time yeah, he looks and stuff like that. He'd hide under the bed. And then, like, yeah. you know, a sword would come through the mattress. <laughs> oh, no. They start having sex on the bed. I don't know why your parents, I, I was mom and dad. Say, 
like what do you live in like a 90s sitcom but sword <laughs> yeah. through the bed now it's yeah. a horror movie that's more like, like friday the 13th <laughs> no, it's like he's two people are still zero. having sex on top of the bed you go into a pile of hay in the corner and then you get out the pitchfork and you poke <laughs> the hay <laughs> to make sure where, no one was where there. are you living you live in big city toronto college. Yeah, this didn't happen to everybody what the hell oh okay yeah. well maybe it's just me yeah, just you. So getting back to the movie, uh, a relationship forms between this young boy and young woman. And the young woman is very forceful. Oh, yeah. She she hits on him immediately. And then they go off for, uh, you know, as, as you do, a nighttime jaunt, jaunt in the cemetery. And uh, I think the moon is rising. So the woman gets a little excited. Yeah. So they kind of start making it. And as the shot of them, there's a lengthy scene of them kind of running around the cemetery. And, oh, it's uh, so good. They run for so long. <laughs> and it goes on. And there's this ADR kind of yeah, giggling the and ADR laughing. Is obnoxious. Like, Chandala. <laughs> oh, there is so much ADR in this movie. Oh, yeah. And like a lot of it is just stock sound effects. Like there's a shot oh, yeah. of the mother snoring and it's just like. <laughs> yeah, the sound effect was also mixed way too loud, and it, it she sounded like she was like the was the Jack the the giant killer uh, the, the the sleeping giant. Oh, okay, at, Jack at and the one Beanstalk. point, Jack and the Beanstalk, as opposed to the classic film of He Who Shall Not Be Named, <laughs> classic Brian Singer movie. No, oh, no, you said his name. Yeah, don't say no. it two more times or he'll appear. Oh no. Uh, yeah, I mean, the sound in this is, like, classic, you know, the person doesn't know what they're doing. So there was, like, one cut where it cut to, like, a car peeling out that I literally jumped up in the air like it was a horror movie because it was so loud. It's mixed Mm. so loudly. I hope you weren't wearing headphones. Yeah, the mom's, uh, the mom's snoring is so funny. And again, it's just the one sound effect just repeated over and over, like, like, you couldn't just record somebody on the cam mic or something like that. I don't know very strange no couldn't uh isn't the um production company called like uh, it's a really funny name it's like ah we just want this to be over productions or something like that <laughs> oh it's like end of their wits production i think oh, wits end production wits end production so <laughs> you can tell bothered, by the time pictures. this movie was done they're like i just don't want to do this anymore <laughs> oh yeah i mean i could see that um being the case but uh yeah so she bites him and he freaks out he's like whoa I think the drawing blood is a little too much. She's like, sorry, I just got excited. Let's go home. His reaction, though, he keeps going. He's like, jeez. Yeah. Ah, you he bit se- me. He seemed very uh, unexcited about anything. Yeah. Gosh, can't believe you bit me. So wait, while this is going on, uh, his dad is going to an AA meeting where we get hilarious uh, comedy featuring alcoholics, I guess. <laughs> well, this is one of the, uh, like, four frame establishing shots right of like the church where there's it's like a, yeah, it's there's so blip. fast it's like what what the fuck was what that <laughs> okay it almost feels like a mistake in the edit like a shot that got left in or something there's a like lot that. of things that seem like mistakes in this movie yeah and this scene uh i guess it's in the church basement this scene changes aspect ratios depending oh on the so many times i was watching it at home trying to fix it be like I think that the whole movie is in 235, isn't it? And that's not the right aspect 
ratio, which would be 16-10. I think so. So like a couple shots are squished. So everybody looks Mm -hmm. really... You said aspect ratio. So I was thinking like, oh, it's, it goes from letterbox to full frame, but no, No, it gets squished and stretched. But it's like they took a full frame and squashed it into the, instead of cropping off. So for some reason, and then we, so everybody in the town is drinking water, it seems in this scene, which is kind of a setup for later. But then there's a couple at the front. It looks like they're in front row that pull out like a flask of whiskey and start drinking it right in front of everybody. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, but then later there you find out a little more about what's right, going on. Right. I won't spoil the ending, folks. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll spoil the ending. But then we, we go to one of my favorite scenes, which is after the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Uh, Dave, which is Dr. Dan's sponsor, takes Dr. Dan to a bar. Zed's bar, which is like the friendliest part of the city, I guess. I mean, (laughs) Zed is like there as well. And he's like, welcome, welcome, which is really funny considering how evil he turns out to be in five minutes. Yeah, he looks like a miniature Peter Mayhew. (laughs) (laughs) He does look like a miniature Peter Mayhew. That's all I can think of when I see him. And he's wearing this like sleeveless shirt. Yeah, he's being really creepy. He's like smelling Dr. Dan and stuff like that when he's not looking. Could he be a werewolf? Ooh. Who knows? Um, so there's some banter there. They order a steak. Uh, and this is another hilarious line that I guess the camera mic or the ADR is just cranked up so much. Uh, and he's like, how's the steak, Dr. Dan? And he's like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered it when you said it. But it's just like the mic just We keeps. look like the guy on that uh, audio CD, like our ties blown back, our hair's blown back. <laughs> I love the director being like, "We the scene's just not working. We need to punch it up with something. Crank that volume 20 decibels. Oh, we need to hear the- <laughs> They really want us to know that his steak is really good. Which I just realized uh, this time watching it with subtitles that we reveal later that the steak is actually human. Uh, Wait, you didn't catch that part? Oh, I caught it while I was watching it this time. But did you have the subtitles on? No, I went in bareback. No subtitles. Uh, How could you understand anything? (laughs) I am a master of accents, as any regular listener to this podcast will know. Are you a master of um, good sound mixing and being able to hear (laughs) dialogue? I guess you are. And so at this point, they meet the brother and sister Marines. I guess so. Yeah, there's some kind of military people. They can tell by the um, paint tattoo on the back of their neck. The CGI tattoo. Okay, there's like two really, really funny VFX back to back in this scene. It's, hey, what's that on your neck? And it's just like a freeze frame. And they like superimposed like a picture. I can't even describe it. Like you just have to see it. Yeah, there's kind of like a, a tattoo that's on the guy's back that kind of tracks with him, but not really. Yeah. And then there's a locket that has a famous saying in it that they repeat back and forth. It was, I think, their dad's. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a freeze frame again. And like, couldn't they get a close up of a locket that they just like wrote on it or something? I know. Or a tattoo. Like, yeah. You could just draw something on the back of the guy's I neck. Know. Or, uh, I know. But the, like, the locket, like, they freeze frame it and then it's like in Times New Roman, they just wrote on it 
the poem. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the most insane thing I've ever seen in a movie made by adults. It, it's just and, one of those things. Um, do you think like the effects wonderful. guy, who I assume is Rob Roy, you know, is just I'm getting guaranteed. really overconfident in what he can pull off? It's like ah, we'll just CG that in, no problem. Yeah, we'll fix it in post, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, like, this whole, like, the style of the movie, for people haven't seen clips of it, it's like the camera weighs 300 pounds as well. <laughs> it's all handheld. And it's like as if it's going to tip over at any second. <laughs> right. Like, they're like, hey, what's going on? Or they're drunk. I don't know. Uh, a little bit of both. Bit of column A, bit of column B. Like, I'm anti-tripods uh, because it takes so much time to set up. But, like, keep try to keep the camera still with your hands. Yeah. I don't like handheld that seems like they're moving it like unnecessarily yeah. like mm-hmm. you know what you can get the handheld i can't remember what it was i was watching the other day it was some reg- like dialogue scene in a movie mm-hmm. and it was just like oh i know what it was it was burlesque <laughs> <laughs> um don't watch that movie people but it's just like it's drifting all over the place it's making me sick right. it's like come on <laughs> is the director like oh man i gotta check my phone uh, no gotta keep it on the scene and that happened every time they did a shot yeah. i guess so yeah but um, yeah. it's just, you know, you're able to blast through the shots quicker. I don't know. Who knows if it's so handheld. at this point, though, uh, there's a big reveal where I guess Zed, who runs the diner, drops a locket that the Marine people recognize as the one of their, 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 their dads. dads. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So they're looking for their dad. And I, I assume that he's one of the hunters in the opening. He was. Sequences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And Zed is guilty instantly, and he's like, oh, no, oh, turns into a werewolf. And- yeah, they grab him, and then he goes, mistake. His mistake. <laughs> Again, this scene kind of has, like, all the best stuff in the movie. I mean, there's wacky stuff later, but yeah. um, this, yeah, this but has all, like, Later the in the movie, stuff. it's kind of like the ending of 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's just, like, <laughs> images coming at you, and you're like, oh, this doesn't really make any sense, but okay. Yeah, I mean, later in this scene, because a fight happens. Oh, it doesn't and, ever. Um, doc- and <laughs> Dr. Rob, is that his name? Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan. He, like, is supposed to fall through the floor, but they couldn't really shoot that so they like shoot the basement ceiling and they kind of superimposed him falling <laughs> but he's just like crouched on the ground like like I was away so from confused what happened I'm like did he just teleport somewhere yeah. like, is there a trap door I think the bar? that was is the that idea to... I think that was the idea do bars have that and I love how uh, Dr. Dan just like runs away in the middle of like a fight scene going on between the mercenary woman and the werewolf. Oh, we yeah. should point out, we said that the werewolves are furry in this movie. They're also naked with a wolf's head, but painted black. Yeah, yeah. that's the other look. That's the kind of cheaper look. They want to save like the, the good costume for the end. That's the, the big <laughs> Is reveal. Is it cheaper? Because someone had to be painted black for that. Get some black paint, a can of spray paint. It's like five bucks. Mm, yeah. Okay. And I mean, a can of permanent they, they toxic spray paint. Yeah, oh, with spray paint. <laughs> Hold your breath and close your eyes. <laughs> For how long? <laughs> Not like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. So <laughs> this fight scene is insane. What do we think about this fight scene? Good? Bad? How's the choreography? <laughs> it's it's kind of hilarious. It's like a combination of all the things in this mm-hmm. one scene of like really bad sound effects, strange kind of sped up motion it looks like a lot of the werewolves there's a lot of like benny hill looking stuff yeah like they're Mm. swiping at people with like dog sounds i think they're barking or something like (laughs) that and 
uh, like Doc. So Doctor Dave ends up in the in the basement. <laughs> Doctor Dave, Doctor Dan. Uh, who knows? <laughs> he ends up in the basement, and he ends up finding all the dead bodies from, of the hunters at the beginning mm-hmm. in the freezer. Um, and then it's sort of revealed that yeah, they've been eating humans. Because and- before this, they all eat dinner, um, and. Uh, they all ate human meat. Uh, this doesn't matter. It doesn't play into anything. No, it's just a shock moment. The guy that had salad, he's like, well, except you. He's the one who ends up getting bitten by a werewolf. So right. it doesn't even make it, the, the point. I guess it was just supposed to be like he's a creepy dude who wants to eat flesh. He yeah. can't this help This film it. is very pro-cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> but if he wants to eat flesh, why is he serving it to his customers? Maybe because his customers are also werewolves? Uh, it's possible. So. So it from, is a lichen colony. Yeah, yes. if you will. <laughs> so if you will. Yeah, that, it's not an official title. It's, you know, just what the local folks call from it. From what I gathered, I think Zev has his sort of wolf pack, uh, mm-hmm. you know, living in the town that wants to, like, feed on humans. Are they the and bad wolves? Dave, the AA sponsor, who is revealed later, is also a werewolf. Oh, in the best scene where, like, at one point they're like, what are we going to do if the werewolves come? He's like, no problem. And his eyes turn, like, yellow. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. I love it when uh, a character's eyes goosebump out, like the dog in the Goosebumps opening credits, <laughs> where it's like... That <laughs> happens, <laughs> that happens <laughs> later in... I, the scene with the teenage son where he's yes, turning into a werewolf oh, it does. and it's like yeah it's literally just like yellow yeah. I think oh, they yeah. give him contacts don't they? They give him contacts and they also give him really funny looking uh, teeth so oh, from this scene what ends up happening is we see like the boy turn into a werewolf because he was bitten right. how do you guys think it compares to American Werewolf in London? Uh, <laughs> pretty on par yeah um I and rick baker did this one right too yeah and he yep. he gets the same like oh i just have a halloween mask and uh, i'm <laughs> i'm shirtless but this yeah. and it's a very extended scene as well set to again very on the nose like rock music well, you're turning we, into a werewolf we could read the lyrics because we had the subtitles on so it made it funnier (laughs) um did you already say you liked the music colin i did okay well i'll think of something else yeah you got Um, you you got some time but there's a lot of the mom in this scene where she's like hiding in the bathroom and the werewolf (laughs) is like in front of his face her face and like Mm -hmm. almost biting her but not not biting her it's supposed to be like horror e but yeah so this is the son kind of chasing her through the house and then at one point yeah she locks herself in the bathroom but then goes to look through the keyhole and the bathroom mm-hmm. but the bathroom door clearly does not have a keyhole it's just well, like one of those, <laughs> what are you gonna do it was in the script you gotta use your power of imagination Colin. oh no they show it yeah <laughs> they show a pov scene of her looking through a keyhole and then he kind of bursts in like the sun and then he's like you know he's smelling her really close and you're like oh no and then he's like mom yeah <laughs> wait which one of you went oh no <laughs> was it you colin that was me oh no i'd already seen it like um so dr dan comes home right and yeah um they had to leave the brother character in the bar because he got all um bitten up right oh no his neck got cut yeah yeah he had to uh (laughs) do something dr dan this giant neck wound he's like all right well we gotta apply some pressure here with this napkin it's clearly fucked up and also dr dan is is convinced that this is all just a dream um, yeah, he keeps closing his eyes. It's like, it's a figment of my imagination. Yeah, and this goes into 
the rest of the movie for him. Yeah, he's this convinced whole next that, scene. Yeah, he's convinced that it's like a side effect of quitting the booze. Yeah, which is like, how long ago did you quit drinking? And you just randomly think you're having an episode right now? Okay. It feels like everything just immediately started, right? As soon as the movie started. They, they just, just moved, moved there. They just moved to town. He just quit drinking. Uh, they didn't exist before the movie started. I hate to break it to you guys. Uh, <laughs> like they were just in, brought into existence the second your eyes. It's like uh, Schrodinger's werewolf. Yes. It only exists if you look at it. Only existed as soon as R.G. Roy came out of his trance. In his furry every time series. you see RGB, every time you say RG Roy, I'm like, I should go by RGB or something like that. Well, isn't RG, no, RBG is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. It makes yes. me think of that. RGB is the red, green, blue. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait, how does the mercenary woman meet a werewolf again? Because she gets one under gunpoint she and they es- end up. Yeah, well, she yeah. escapes the bar fight by jumping through a CGI glass window. Oh. <laughs> uh, what? That was a CGI glass window? Yeah. yeah. How could you tell? I don't know. It was <laughs> glorious. I've it worked really in was. the industry for a while, so yeah, I've, got, I've got an eye for these things. <laughs> so do you think that Rob Roy would like put on the poster, there's a thousand VFX shots in this movie, <laughs> yeah, in the way story. that like some big movies talk about? Yeah. IML did the effects. Wait, don't you mean ILM? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> um, so she escapes. She gets in his her car and then drives off with Dave, the AA sponsor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also a werewolf. Also a werewolf. He reveals to himself to be a werewolf. Yeah, she gets a flat tire and then he lifts up the car, revealing his mm-hmm. uh, his werewolf powers. And then they all decide just to meet back at Doctor Dan's house for for one of the longest exposition scenes you'll ever yeah. see. And there's the most casual reveal of all the characters. They like walk in and Dr. Dan walks in. He's like, hello. His wife walks in. She's like, hello. And then the werewolf boy's like, she's like, he's my son. Don't shoot him. Like, it's like the fa- my family with a werewolf son kind of. It's like it's a sitcom or something. Yeah. So nobody seems surprised at all that there's, you know, werewolves yeah. everywhere. And then I guess Dave reveals that uh, the water in the town, it was like a, the town was built on uh, this mountain spring that has mm-hmm. silver in it, which keeps all of their werewolf uh, abilities at bay or so something So like everyone that. in the town is a werewolf? I guess so. And I guess they yeah. have to, it's revealed later that they kind of have to stay in this mountain region or mm-hmm. else they'll like lose their powers. And so that's why all the people at the AA meeting were chugging water. Right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming because I think the water keeps the wolf side under control. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they get water from the the sink and then they give it to the sun and then he changes back into a human. Um, but yeah, the sequence goes on forever and there's some really funny dialogue. We could never get through it all because it's all so hilarious. Just the way that they're talking and, um, <laughs> very nonchalantly. Yeah. Like it's not that big a deal, you know, lots of funny cutaways to like people's back of heads who are not talking. Yeah. And then, uh, Dave is explaining everything. They sit down at the dining room table and he's explaining everything to, uh, to everybody there, but you can see behind the girl's head. So he's reading. Of course. Someone is hand is in frame with the script (laughs) and it's in frame and he's reading the dialogue right off of that and then at one point you know he says we can peacefully coexist with the normies like the the normal people the normies and he says if the fucking damn amish can do it why can't us (laughs) there's a really funny line earlier too that he clearly gets the word wrong but it's just in the movie yeah he says the silver in the water has he means to say medicinal purposes right but he says municipal purposes (laughs) And it's just well, it also has municipal purposes because it's hope it's helping 
the entire it uh, town. It is yeah. helping the municipality of Lycan. But if, it's just, if the fucking damn Amish can do it, why can't us? Yeah, so that's <laughs> grammatically incorrect. I'm a brain doctor. <laughs> Yeah. End up in the movie. So basically, what's happening with the plot is they're going to go after the bad werewolves with the help of the female um, military girl whose name is Russ, R U S S. Right. And I think that it was in the credits that she was originally supposed to be a male character. Or one of the commentary tracks or something. Yeah, she showed up. That's why she has a male name. So she's just in the movie. But she might be the best actress in the movie, and she's not even good. No, everybody is just so harsh. Yeah, harsh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, the witch is okay. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll get to her in a few got scenes. To the witch yet. But now I think is the the dream sequence, which goes nowhere. Goes nowhere and comes out. So, of nowhere. like, this is why it makes me think of like, is this like an erotic thing or because isn't it the uh, AA sponsor werewolf is like we don't eat human flesh because we use our imagination. Oh, is that what it's for? What does that mean? And then it cuts to them eating like human flesh for like 10 minutes. I think it's Dr. Dan on the table. Yeah, yeah so I assumed it was down. his nightmare. I don't know because it, it it cuts away right from the uh him talking to him at the table and they're all eating him. Yeah, and it's like the same camera angles and everything. Yep. So it's it's is this implying I it's very strange. Did you ever see the movie The Collapsed? No. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a dinner scene dream sequence exactly like that in that movie where the family's mm. sitting there and then they're all eating and then it starts getting gross and disgusting and it's like scary supposedly. It reminded me of that. Um, Sounds like a mm. Rob Zombie movie. Uh, no, it's a little low, lower budget Canadian, House Canadian of a movie. Corpses. I'm sure that happens in a lot of things. <laughs> Wait, does every Rob Zombie movie have a theme song? It's like, yeah. um, what are his other ones? Devil's, uh, Devil's Rejects. Rejects. <laughs> well, he's Halloween. He's a musical remake. <laughs> So wait, you guys got to take the plot here because I got real lost because they end up going to visit a witch and then she tells a long backstory of how the werewolves came to be. It's really, really boring. Well, they go to the witch and she's just like a normal older lady. She lives on a farm, clearly. And I think that's just that woman's house, like that actress's house. Yeah, she's not really that old, though. Well, she does have gray hair. and How um, can you tell with this photography? I get She she has huge gray (laughs) roots and I resent the uh, depiction of people with gray hair and white hair always being depicted as witches. Um, I hate people with gray hair. They're the worst. Oh, Wait. my God. Wait, are you, <laughs> oh, no. Are you I just looked at myself in the mirror. She's a witch. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Is April saying that she's a witch or that she has gray yeah. hair? Well, Colin, uh, <laughs> J- Justin has gray hair, too. Oh. Yes. Everyone has gray Colin, hair except you. Colin is gray hair blind. <laughs> he just can't tell. Um, but, like... The witch uh, is kind of chewing the scenery a little bit. She meets David, who she calls David, and she gives him a wet (laughs) willy? And it's, like, disgusting. I think it's to imply that she's sucking in his memories. Yes, she does things with her tongue again like this is like a porno <laughs> without the sex scenes kind of like she her her tongue has magic power yeah i guess oh my god yeah, she's kind of hamming that's it that's the up. tagline her tongue has magic powers <laughs> rated x <laughs> um oh, yeah so god. then she oh god there's so much exposition there's a flashback and then she again explains everything about how this sort of lichen town 
Uh, and they very respectfully portray <laughs> the indigenous people that, uh, right, guys? Yeah. No. Yeah. no yeah. And again, not. it looks like a, a school project with yeah. these like stick figures. Yeah, there's some really slightly funny, animated. Yeah, like animated cave paintings or something mm. that are really, but they're like little stick figures running around. <laughs> this cost us $10,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't really remember exactly what the whole lore story was, but basically, there's a tribe of, of native. Werewolves. Yeah, I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, exactly. And the shaman, because the werewolves, their whole tribe turned into werewolves, and then mm. the shaman decided that, oh, the werewolves respect nature and all this sort of stuff. So as long as they stay in this vicinity, uh, they'll be immortal, like they won't age or anything like that. Right. But as soon as they as soon as they leave, then they'll all their powers will disappear and they'll die just like everybody else does. Yeah, and then it's the showdown in the woods, right? The oh green, my god, green woods. Wait, I have a question for Colin. Yeah. How long would something like this, like like glass breaking, take to render in two thousand and five? Ah, it, it depends. Assuming on a home computer, like you're watching the scene where she breaks through the window. Yeah, like something like that. How long would it take to render? Because I remember when I was a teenager and we went to computer camp, yeah. uh, my cousin did like just a fountain and it took like 24 hours to render. Oh, yeah. And when it was finished, the fountain was like poo colored. Oh. And he was like, ah, shit. That wasn't intentional? Literally. No, it was not intentional. <laughs> uh, simulations can take a while. Anything with water or fire or glass mm-hmm. in this case, you have to like break the glass. Then you have to simulate something going through it. Then you have to shade it properly and light it properly. Well, now that's just an After Effects plugin. I did that recently. It, this, it, it this renders in like a minute. Yeah, this looks like something that was just an effect that you could purchase online or something like that. Mm. Yeah, but even so, it probably still would have taken t- a lot of time to render that, right? Uh, not if it was a pre-rendered element. Oh, no? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because it would just have a mask on it, I guess, to make it, like, um, I don't know, see-through, yeah. and you just insert it on your scene. Yeah, you put it to screen, I think, in After Effects. Mm. Well, speaking of screens, um, <laughs> this is the scene where they, some for some reason, have half the shots in green screen and the background is just what they shot before. It's just like a it's frame. It's the woods, the day for night woods. Yeah. Oh, oh is, it, is the frame even moving? I would say there's more than half. I don't think half, it was. More than half are on green screen. I would say like, yeah, eight tenths. Let's get very specific. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like this badass music playing and it's just like the same gunshot <laughs> sound over and over. I have a question. Over. Is it actually badass yeah, because man. you love new metal, April? Well, they are fighting be. and it's like, I think it's... Uh, I will devour. I will devour you. Yeah. Um, again, I was really reminded of like Len Kabazinski. Um, yes. Only oh. Len's movies. Don't drag his name. I into know this. Len's movies are way better because there's mm. actually fight choreography. This is yeah. just shooting. And I mean, yes, Len's movies are not perfect, but they're way more competent <laughs> than this. Yeah. This this scene yes. is like a green screen nightmare, and it goes yeah. on and on and on, and it's to the point where they'll cut away from certain things and cut to another shot, but then the background will remain the same. Yeah. So the green screen background will be identical and it's so confusing. So the characters will all of a sudden just change, change position. And you have no idea what's going on either. Yeah. You're like, wait, what is the geography of the yeah. scene? Who is fighting in this scene? Screw geography. Forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Okay. I don't need to know where the Antarctic is. <laughs> Screw right. geography. I think my favorite thing, other than like the, basically the entire bar scene is I'll, I'll go with the first, 
furry looking fursuit because there's uh. a very long extended scene where David David is turning into a werewolf and it goes on for like 10 minutes. Oh, with like the native chanting. And he's doing and stuff a like native that. chant, which I mean, it Uh-oh. seemed a little culturally uh offensive although he you had, can he remove that scene on him he from could that, yeah. he could be that you know native sure. american but the point is he's just like 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 <laughs> turning into a werewolf for a really long time a really long time you know it's like a really constipated yeah, yeah. You know, he looks moment. like he's and trying to force one he out. turns into this fluffy kind of looking you know werewolf that's also buff, but um, but then he's killed immediately. Yeah, that's what's so weird. So then the brother, okay, so the marine brother that we thought was killed earlier in the bar basement shows up again. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's back, back he, in werewolf form. Yeah, so he's a werewolf now, and he's talking normally too. He's like, yeah, so I'm a werewolf. Um, and then yeah, he so, has a normal, totally normal voice. And then Zev shows up, the big bad. He's wearing this big gray, furry, fluffy costume, yeah. and he's got a gun and tries to shoot the two Marines. <laughs> and then Dave takes a bullet. It's a very that confusing sounds like a story that like a five year old wrote. Yeah, but like, and then the werewolf shows up with the gun. Yeah. It's so weird. It doesn't stop there because then the witch shows up and is like blowing like fart smoke at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what it looks shooting like. like fart lasers all over the place and people need to remember this is all in front of like a static flat green screen well, yeah. and also they're both in frame so they're all like two feet in front of each other <laughs> yeah they had to both be in frame at the same time yeah and he's hanging yeah. and there's like a kind of cg fart cloud element that she just keeps <laughs> and she's like floating one of them's floating um oh boy i guess that's why they need to be on green screen oh it's insane yeah, yeah, this whole scene is just absurd. And what's absurd is not just what you're seeing, but it's the confusingness of it. You can't yeah. get oriented, and it's hard to tell who is who. But, but... it also kind of like sums up the movie. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah this is why. It's... I mean, once the climax arrives, uh, the movie takes a long time to wrap up or sum itself up. It's kind of like Return of the King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah where you're like, is it Except over yet? If Return of the King was set to a fake Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> It's only 89 minutes to yeah. this movie. This goes oh. on. So it's like a wrap up. Yeah. And they defeat Zev. And, and then... um, the the witch licks the wounds of, of Russ in a very <laughs> semi. Oh, it's I think it's supposed to be erotic. But I was like throwing up because she's licking like this fake <laughs> blood off of her like arms and chest. And stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. And it kind of like heals her or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then we get to the cut to the next day. Uh, Houdin the Blowfish startup. <laughs> it's not actually them, but it's like Houdin the Blowfish still big in like 2005. I, I think know. so. I was aware. What of was Houdin and the Blowfish's big song? Um, uh, I only want to be with you. Oh yeah, didn't they do? Uh, um, oh man, wait, I think I'm wait, thinking of like Pearl band. Jam to me. They I wonder if they, like, they actually could have gotten Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Hootie, Hootie and or the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish, as opposed to just Hootie as he went through uh, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but this whole scene is like, you know, it's like, when I wake up in the morning <laughs> and the sun is in my face. It sounds like that. And yeah. we're, we're kind of catching up with everybody. It's like, oh, Dave, you know, who we thought was dead, isn't dead. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. Uh, the The... I don't know, Marine Brother. He's back in human form and is just shirtless for the rest of the movie. He's it's very uncomfortable. Down the street shirtless. <laughs> he wants to show off his guns, man. Yeah. And his huge belly. What about Dr. Dan and Fam? 
I don't even know. If he, <laughs> oh, we yeah. see them? No. Yeah, they're all at home, aren't they? Oh, no. Because, like, He's the hugging kid the wife. is with the woman who uh, turned him into a werewolf. And we didn't point out, like, Dr. Dan and, and Fam are so hateful to each other the entire movie. <laughs> well, they're, yeah. They're like, you're a fucking piece of shit. They're in a bad place right now. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever see the sun again? I think we do, but I don't think yeah, we see the girl. We do because he's kissing the girl. Oh wait, at no, the end. yeah, you're right. They, they have like it's a like little... a far away shot. So the girl that turned him into a werewolf is has n- <laughs> yes. is nowhere to be seen in the rest of the movie. No, except for this end the part. End. <laughs> you know, she did her business and then she ran off, <laughs> just like dogs do, right? <laughs> they do their <laughs> all business. dogs go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I'm not anti-dog, but I am pro-cat, so you got to keep that in mind um, (laughs) for all of my um, werewolf-related opinions. Oh, okay. So we should take it with a grain of salt then. (laughs) Biased. No. uh, uh, Yeah. And yeah, it ends with musical uh, um, tribute to Hootie and the Blowfish. But then there's a kid eating cereal. Oh, yeah. What was up with that? What was going on? And then the monkey is eating the cereal. This is so weird. It ends with a monkey. So this is the witch's house. I just realized it. Athena the witch. Right. Uh, I guess it's the kid that was being chased by the hunters at the very beginning. Oh. We cut back to him, and I oh, guess. But it feels like that something threatening is going to happen. Well, the music is very like threatening in this scene, and then it's just like a monkey is eating cereal, and no one should own that monkey. Like you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, that woman owned that monkey, and they were just yeah. like, put it in the movie. Yeah, she's probably got a few. Hootie and the Blowfish were like, we'll write a song for you, but you need to pay us in one monkey. So Gotta get take it on the road. Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> and the Monkey. <laughs> and the Monkey. They would get so many more people. Yeah, coming. they're going on tour. Yeah. yeah. Um, Little Ikea Monkey. Oh. They had to Does anybody Ikea outside of down. Toronto remember the Ikea Monkey? Uh, the Ikea Monkey was a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. It's true. Do not look up where he is now. He is very miserable and big. That was so funny when that came out. Oh, so they didn't put him down. I feel like we've talked about Ikea Monkey before on the podcast. Uh, it's, it's, it, it comes <laughs> Have we? Up. It's part of our cultural I mean, heritage. Uh, we haven't talked about Ken Bone if we're talking about like weird washed up memes. Ken Bone? I don't remember, remember Ken Bone? what that is. He was at like, um, like a question and answer period for Hillary and Trump. Um, the you don't remember uh, the this name guy? sounds familiar, but I I don't. I, I mean, it's an amazing name. Ken <laughs> yeah. Bone. I don't remember. Well, I have to look up yeah. after this. All right. And the big thing was that like he did a Reddit Q and A, like ask me anything, but like people looked at his account and he like posted a lot on porn forums. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just a, a hot-blooded American. Oh, <laughs> wrong. Anyway. Well, I'm sure I forgot it, but Justin, did you say what you liked the most about this movie? Uh, I did. Yeah, it's people's eyes turning into oh, werewolf yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting it. Um, so this movie is a treasure. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, although this is advanced viewing. Unless you really like bad movies, uh, you know, and like very, very, like no budget, like incompetent movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like like B horror movies, I think this would be for you. But it's, like, it's really funny. Just because it's on it, uh, like, 
if you're curious, like watch a couple, watch the bar scene on Amazon Prime. That's really all you need yeah, to see. Or there's probably clips on YouTube. I, I think. can't imagine this would be fun to watch by yourself. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, get a few friends. I mean, I watch it by myself. I had a smile on my face, <laughs> and laughs would escape like every ten minutes. I would. Well, that's good. I would recommend putting on subtitles. Uh, yeah. That's just me because <laughs> the audio is is very bad from shot to shot. You know, it's the cam mic. Uh, it'll change unless you're um trying to learn a new england dialect in which case you want to immerse yourself in it (laughs) and take it awesome a lot of times it's like that's what they're saying yeah um i think that riff tracks just released a riff tracks for this movie right um which is a thing Hmm. that exists yeah if you're into that um, uh, I'm not. I, I think we've given our thoughts before on uh, riff tracks, but if you like that kind of thing, you would probably like that. Um, if you're a, if you're a dad, <laughs> okay. 50 years enough. <laughs> it sounds like you got sued by riff tracks or something like that, and you're like, I don't want to say too much. I, but, I used to listen you know, to some riff tracks. You know our position on riff tracks. We signed a non-disclosure. Oh, We're not allowed to bring it I up. I mean, yeah, all that Mike Nelson stuff that came out, the stuff that's been known publicly for a long time, and it's like, oh, no. What? You didn't know about that? Well, you haven't followed oh, that? I got, I got two things to look up after this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike Nelson has always been very religious, and he had a religious podcast with Doug Tenapple, the creator of Earthworm Jim, oh, and it was a real piece of shit I know podcast. About, I, I know mean, that guy's that a piece guy. of shit. Yeah, and I mean, Mike Nelson has the same opinions as him. Yeah. So, oh boy. Mm. Yeah, go look it up. It'll make you feel sad. Uh, yeah. Lycan Colony. Um, yeah, available on Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> Get it before it's taken off. I mean, I've heard uh, Lynn Kebazinski was posting on Twitter that uh, a bunch of his movies are getting removed from Amazon Prime due to the quality police. So uh, I don't know, like if they're not 1080p or stuff like that, or I like don't know. Uh, I don't know. audio is peaking. That's a big deal that they don't like. Oh God! Well, this movie isn't going to last very long if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, I yeah, I would get it while you can. Okay, um, so uh, that's it for Lycan Colony. Check it out. Um, if you want to email us, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. Check us out on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. Um, we just released a feature length Spawn episode, a movie that Colin worked on, has a little bit of behind the scenes uh, info about. A blow by blow of Colin befriending Marilyn Manson <laughs> at the Toronto premiere of Spawn. Yeah, and um, just something. Uh, a little thing I wanted to plug. Um, if you like weird um, uh, found items, odd videos, such as on like Everything is Terrible or Found Footage Fest, um, there's a new documentary coming out um, called A Life on the Farm, I believe it's called. Basically, someone found these weird videotapes of um, a crazy old man on a farm who filmed himself um, talking about very strange things involving... Um, okay, involving farm animals. That didn't sound good. <laughs> I think nothing. So- it's a sequel to Zoo, the documentary <laughs> yeah. about bestiality. No, he's more just like telling stories, but he's also like there's like skits, and he's like talking to the camera. <laughs> Wait a minute, are we receiving some sponsorship money for this? <laughs> no, um, but uh, the DP of the movie uh, is a listener of our show, and uh, they've been oh, featured okay. on Found Found Footage Festival. If anyone watches that show, which me and Colin have been really uh, it's been helped us getting get through oh quarantine God. i would put it that way yeah, it's been keeping us sane yeah so they're producing the film but they have a kickstarter right now and um they're only about a third of the way funded so um if you want to see um a weird 
documentary about these very strange videos that were found on an old VHS tape, maybe consider uh, donating to their Kickstarter. Um, it's going to be like a best worst movie type thing. I don't know or if like I said that. Or like Winnebago Man. Or like Winnebago Man. Yeah. Um, Want to tweet at us? We're at No Such Thing Pod, and I'm at April Atmansky. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DeClue J D E C L O U X and the letter J, or on Letterbox just Justin DeClue, or listen to me every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast or the Bay Street Video podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I'm April Amansky. <laughs> are you? Are you <laughs> I was going to say something you, else. Are you kind nothing. of forgetting? It's because the moon is full and you're transforming. Yeah. Who came I'm back Justin to that door? Yeah, I'm a werewolf now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm Sergeant Zima. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. Oh! oh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's all we got. <laughs>